everyone, this is Stolen Our Hearts, the podcast about ferrets and other exotic pets, and I'm Nairi, your host. I know we've had an episode about cockatiels, but different birds have different needs and different owners have different experiences, so enjoy. Hi Jared, um, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hi. Um, sorry about all the messing around with time and that, but at least I got to go and play some Pokemon in the meantime. So <laughs> that's how Pokemon I'm is good. The cards, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm talking to you today because you have parrots, and I would like to know. But first, I'd like to know a bit about you. Um, okay. What do you do? What do you like to do? That sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a from? little bit about me. I'm from central Wisconsin in the United States of America, the worst country in the world. Uh, I sell lawn care, uh, lawn care, basically to people and uh, play a lot of video games, do a lot of walks, have a lot of just fun in the outdoors during the summer. And in the winter, I'm a pretty much a hermit who plays video games all the time and does podcasts. Nice. So Sounds little, good to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so what sort of birds do you have? So I have a sun conure and a blue monk, or sometimes what is referred to as a Quaker parrot. So I've got two of the little guys. (laughs) Um, What do they look like? Uh, So blue is exactly what you would think. He's uh, he's actually a blue mutation. He's kind of a light blue, kind of tealish. Then he's got a gray chest, and then his beak is kind of a a yellowish. Helios Mm -hmm. is a sun conure. Uh, Basically, he's more... He's mainly yellow and and orange with a little bit of red, but then on his wings, he pretty much encapsulates encapsulates what a rainbow would look like. To be honest with you, so. Oh, wow. Hmm. Um. How big are they? Like, I'm sorry. How big are they? Ish. <laughs> oh. Uh. Well, Helios is kind of. Uh. He's he's 21 years old and he's a little bit fatter than most. He's I think 35 grams was the last time we weighed him, and then Blue is I want to say maybe 20 grams or so, 25. Uh. They're they're kind of small. They're about the size of two of my fists together. If you basically make two mm-hmm. fists, put them together. Uh. But then again, half of them, half of their half of their body is their body, and then the other half is their tail. So, mm-hmm. you know. That might, yeah. <laughs> Um, do you know where they come from originally, those species of birds? Yeah, uh, blue is kind of from a very small – if I remember correctly, blue is from a small part in Brazil, and then Helios is pretty much from all over kind of the, the, the southern, uh, you know, like southern America places. Uh, he's a little bit more widespread than where blue was from, if I remember mm-hmm. the Googling that I did like years ago when I first got him. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so why did you get into birds? Oh, actually, a uh, fun fact. It, you, you asked where they were. I can't believe I forgot this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in New York, in central New York, uh, there was some Quaker pairs that were actually let loose into the wild. And mm-hmm. in Central Park, they've actually built nests. Now, these oh. birds are mainly like from South America and stuff like that. But somehow they survived the cold throughout the entire year mm-hmm. up in uh, New York, which is kind of cool. <laughs> so That is cool. Do people yeah. try and catch them since they're not native? Like, and um, I, I'm, I don't think so. But I, it's just like one of those cool little things where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's Quaker parrots now in in central New York, which is kind of interesting. That's funny. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um. So sorry, I I was uh, your your question there. Uh, why parrots? Yeah. Uh, an ex girlfriend of mine 
actually uh, had a Senegal parrot. Uh, Senegal parrots, I, I, if I remember correctly, are from Africa. Uh, and uh, he, he, he kind of bonded with me very heavily. He, he decided that he wanted to uh, become my best friend after about three months of me really trying. And then obviously, you know, they, they both left my life and I had a birdie void. So I had to fill that with some feathers and friends. And that's how he ended up with Helios in blue. So, mm-hmm. um, did, Do you think that affected him breaking up by the breakup? I, I'm not. I think it might have affected him. Uh, just simply because of the fact that, you know, like uh, by the time we had broken up, uh, his name is Cricket and, and mm-hmm. Cricket was ba- like I could come home because uh, Cricket lived with me for, for about a year and a half. But I would come home and Cricket would fly from her shoulder to mine to be with me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, basically, if I wasn't there, he was he was more bonded with her. But as soon as I came home, he bonded with me heavily. Uh, I think it I think it did affect him. But, uh, you know, I I can't really tell, you know, they, they, they're on their own now. So it, it's kind mm-hmm. of between them. So, yeah, sucks though. <laughs> yeah. Um, just did a recent episode about um, relationships and pets and how relationships can affect pets. And that was one of the things what happens in breakups. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that. Oh, um, so, yeah, then why did you choose those species of birds? Um, so it, it, it's kind of a, a, a long story, but I'll, I'll, I'll make it really, really short for you here. <laughs> so when, when Emily and cricket left, I needed a buddy and I've always kind of been that individual that's like, I'm going to adopt a senior pet just because I want to give them a great end of life. Well, with mm-hmm. birds, you know, like sometimes end of life is they're 50, 60 years old. So I got a cake or cake parrot, uh, depending upon how you want to pronounce it. His name is Harley. He was 25 and he had had been having seizures that I didn't mm-hmm. know about until it was too late. Um, and so I got Harley and we were, uh, you know, I was just kind of a one bird person. And then I was like, you know what, this young, this, th- this old man needs a young buck. And so I found this, uh, this blue quake, this blue monk parrot or the Quaker parrot known as Mr. Blue nibbles, the third now. And, uh, he, uh, he was he was with some guy in like uh, in Appleton or something like that or Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. It was like a two two or three hours away from where I was from, and I went over there. I saw Blue, and I was like, "Dude, you need a better home." The guy smoked in his house. He kept him caged. Oh he had God. two dogs and a cat. I was like, "You need a better home, bud." And uh, br- I, you know, I, I I wasn't like I was on the fence, but I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm adopting you. I don't care. You you are now my buddy. I'm going to give you a better life." <laughs> Brought him home. They bonded instantly. Well, like I said, Harley had been having seizures. And so one day he had a seizure and was like, oh, I got to take you to the vet. And Mm -hmm. I took him to the vet. I got him some anti-seizure medication, which was actually, I think it it was adorable because it was pina colada flavored. (laughs) The vet vet was like, what flavor do you want to give him? I was like, what flavor? I was like, I didn't know there was flavors. So it's like, yeah, give him pina colada. He's old enough. Um, And so... Harley kind of was in the later stages of, of having all those seizures and he, you know, he eventually passed away. And one day blue just looks super sad. He mm-hmm. just looks super, super sad. And I was like, Fuck. all right, I'm going to go to Milwaukee. All right, let's go down to Milwaukee where there's a real bird sanctuary. I was looking at African grays, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the big, the great, big gray birds with the red tails. And I was like, I'm going to get one of those. And then the, the lady was like, oh, do you have parrots? I was like, yeah, I got a blue monk at home. And she's like, oh, well, come over and meet this son, Con, your name, Katie. And I was like, yep, nope, you're coming home with me. 
you know, because it, it looked beautiful. And then it was uh, funny because we were checking out. And they're like, oh, this is the paperwork for Katie and Katie's a boy. It's like, all right, your name's going to change real fast. And uh, as soon as we got in the minivan and we were driving home, uh, Helios screamed in my ear and he was bright as the sun and loud as the sun. So I said, all right, your name's Helios. <laughs> and, that's, <Good> name. <laughs> and that's how we came about having Helios and Mr. Blue Nibbles the third. So that's great. Um, and so they get along really well. Instant or... bond. Wow, Instant. I didn't know the different species. That's great. Oh, yeah. Like, because uh, you're supposed you're supposed to quarantine for like a week between mm-hmm. the two of them. But when uh, they're both screaming at each other from across the way and clinging to the sides of the cages that they want to introduce themselves. And then literally, like I, I put them together within two or three days and it was supervised, of course. But then Helios preens blue, blue preens Helios back. I'm like, all right, yeah, you're friends. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, so... Yeah. yeah, the quarantining thing often doesn't go through, I think. <laughs> no, you're, you're you're supposed to do a lot of things, but when there's that instant bond in friendship, you're just like, all right, no, that's cool, mate. You're, you're good risk. to go. Yeah, yeah worth the risk. Oh, so um, how do they interact with each other? Like, uh, they're preening each other. They're they're best buddies. Like, mm-hmm. they are just ridiculous. Uh, I would go as far as saying that, uh, you know, they're, they're gay best friends, basically. Like mm-hmm. they love, they love each other through and through, um, you know, Helios will fly out here and sit on my TV. That's, you know, to my left and mm-hmm. blue will be sitting in his room and they, they call to each other. Or if blue comes out, Helios has got to come with. So they mm-hmm. are, they are hardcore, you know, best friends. If not, they're, they're in love with each other. They're just, there's nothing else yeah. to say. They're lo- they're in love. So mm-hmm. That's really nice. Um, <laughs> so that brings me to a, a thought I just had, which is do parrots species have different languages? Like well, they have different calls and things that, but they're able to understand each other apparently. So that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's different, every, every bird species has different dialects uh, yeah. from uh, apparently from what I, cause I, I did ask that question, believe it or not. And a couple mm-hmm. of people were like, yeah, they, they talk differently, but again, you know, uh, like when you work with somebody for long enough, you get to understand them. <laughs> and, and so you, I can definitely tell, oh, that's Helios calling to blue for something, or that's blue calling to Helios for something. So. All right. Yeah. That, that's good. Yeah. Um, uh, do they have any like big differences with the, um, to each other's behavior? Um, yeah. yeah blue's a gargoyle he just you know he'll sit there stare at you he'll kind of hang out uh his name is mr blue nibbles the third for a reason uh you know he nibbles on anything and everything uh you know he nibbles my beard he nibbles anything and everything he can get his hands on uh helios is just an attack missile um he hates anyone and everyone who isn't me uh i it's it's very hard for me to bring bring lady friends over and even just friends on over because if uh, if he doesn't know who you are, he it's it, it, like it took one of my uh, one of my lady friends about three months to get to like get him used to her oh, a- wow. until he wouldn't you know just instantly attack her if he cro- if she crossed the line. So <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah yeah trust me I, I I realized that a little too late so yeah. you know yeah my idea for um, online dating for pet owners I think is <laughs> raising my head. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's uh, there's there's two rules. Uh, rule number one: stay between me and the birds. And if he does attack, just put your hand up. And he usually hits it because he's not a strong flyer. He's mm-hmm. uh, I, I think he lived with a hoarder before he was surrendered. Oh. And uh, 
because like I try to clean up any trash and he just loses his mind. I get a trash bag out and he just starts to flip out. Uh, oh and then gosh. he just he's because he's 21, you know, and I don't yeah. think he really was able to fly for quite some time. Like I just got him used to flying about a month ago mm-hmm. and he's like he's still he's still chug-a-lugging along. So, <laughs> you know. So how long do they live if they're 21 and he's older? Uh, I thought he had until about 25, but I actually just had a conversation with a lady who had a, a smaller type of parrot, more of, well, more of a parrotlet, and they were living to like 30, 40. And I was like, okay, so maybe Helios has got another 10, 15 years on him instead of, you know, five or 10 and blue mm-hmm. might actually have 20 to 30 years left on him instead of just 20, you know? So That's good. I, I, as long as their diet is healthy, as, as long as they're kept really well, they can go for quite some time. Hmm. And how do um, how do you feel about that? Because lots of people have a lot of fear about their short-lived pets. Like, does that give you some more um, security and confidence that they're going to live longer? Or I feel. Is it like, oh gosh, they're going to live forever? Like, <laughs> well, I, I I would hope that they live forever, you know. But um, like when Harley passed, you know, at, at about the eight month mark that I had him, I was yeah. so heavily invested in him at that eight that month that. mark that I was like, oh, if this like and, and like it kind of gave me a realization one day I was like, oh, if Harley passed after eight months of seizures and I knew Harley for eight months and I was that bonded with him, I've had Blue and Helios now for six years. Imagine mm-hmm. what would happen, you know, <laughs> after the next 20 years, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be yeah. devastated, but That's I'm true. excited. I'm excited. I like, I, I'm glad they've, they've enriched my life beyond anything mm-hmm. I could ever imagine. So. Yeah. Are they, I mean, other than, I guess, ladies coming over, are they fairly adaptable or not at all? Like to your life changing at all? They're, they're pretty, yeah, they're, they're pretty, they're, they go with the flow. I tried, uh, I know that uh, you're not supposed to, you know, you're supposed to change up the toys, change up the, mm-hmm. the, the perches and kind of change everything up every so often. So I do try to rearrange my house at least once or twice a month just to kind of mm-hmm. keep them used to change. Um, they're very adaptable. You That's know, good. I take them, I do take them outside. I do introduce them to like my parents, my actual mm-hmm. parents and stuff like that. And they, they're, they're open to change. They're, they don't like it, but they're open to it. You know. Yeah, that's good for a long-term pet. You need to have some adaptability there. <laughs> it's like, sorry, my life isn't going to be the same as it was when I was 20 forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so how do you care for them? Like what's what's required? Uh, with, with the taking care of your parrots, it really kind of depends on what kind of an owner you want to be. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, cage them during certain hours of the day. I don't cage them. I've never been a, yeah. been a big fan of caging any animal for any length of time unless it was absolutely necessary. Um, I let them live free. They have a little hidey hut that they can go to sleep in that it can get really nice and dark in there and they can just kind of relax. Uh, their cage is always open for them. They can fly anywhere around the house that they want. Uh, taking care of them is pretty easy. As long as I change the water once or twice a day, make sure their food dish is full. Uh, I've learned their calls. Uh, so like when Helios is upset about something, I can hear him. Uh, when Blue is upset about not getting his blackberries on time, you know, I can I kind of understand what's going on. Uh, the biggest thing is routine. Having a routine with the parrots is going to be the biggest thing that you that you need to establish. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if it's, you know, waking up, spending 20 minutes with him before you go to work. And then when you come home, make sure you spend a good amount of time with them. And I mean, I work from home. This is actually my desk that I'm at right now mm-hmm. that I work from home. Uh, 
they're part of my morning meetings. You know, they know when the meetings start, they kind of sit on my shoulder, they kind of start to relax and, you know, everybody sees them in the, in the big zoom meeting and then they go away. And then on every break I hang out with them. So, you know, they've got their little routine and I've got mine. So. Mm. Um, how do you hang out with them? I mean, just for people who have no idea about birds, like what, what does hanging out with your bird look like? For me, hanging out with my parrots means that they sit on my shoulder while I play video games. Mm Mm-hmm. Or I take Helios for a walk. And mm. I I literally mean I take him out and about with a walk. Uh, some people are like, why don't you harness him? You know, why don't you have something around him? I'm like, he's colored like the rainbow. I live in Wisconsin where it's really, really green. So I can spot him easily as well, too, is he's not a strong flyer. He flies somewhere. He's maybe going 15, 20 feet. And then he's landing somewhere or grabbing onto something. I can find him and get him easily. Mm-hmm. Um like I try to give them love and, and scratches and uh, like I, I, I scratch their head because if you touch their body, the body is uh, very sexual to them. Oh, it's okay. like you're trying to become their mate. So you stick to the neck and above. But Helios doesn't like getting uh, getting scratches around the head. Blue is kind of on the fence of it. But like anybody's parrot, some parrots are super cuddly. Some parrots mm-hmm. don't really care for you. Some yeah. parrots just want to stare at you like a gargoyle. You know, <laughs> it really depends on the bird that you get. You know, you just got to understand your your bird's personality. And once you can finally figure that out, then you know how to hang out with them. I mean, if you go to the subreddit, our parrot, you'll see parrots that literally like somebody cups their hand and their birds just chilling in their hand. <laughs> you know, some of them, you know, you can cradle like a baby and they sleep there. Other birds are like, why does my bird always bite my hand? It's like, well, OK, you're dealing with a, gar- a gargoyle then, you know, <laughs> so there's different personalities and different ways that your birds are. They are very, very different than any other animal you'll ever own. So mm. I'm seeing that. Um, yeah. <laughs> your two bites. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, it, any pet owner would be crazy to any bird owner would, would be crazy to say, oh, I don't get bit. You, you, you're going to get bit. They're yeah. birds. You know, you do something incorrect. You don't listen to their body language well enough. You're just going to get bit. And sometimes yeah. it's a, it's a very gentle, like, no dad, I'm not interested. And then other times it's, I hate you, <laughs> you know, and you yeah. just got to kind of deal with it. So, mm-hmm. uh, like during the October to end of January timeframe is when they make their babies and stuff. Mm-hmm. They get very hormonal. Uh, like blue was preening in my beard the other day and then just decided to take a chunk out of my cheek. Cause I decided to take a sip of Mountain Dew. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's, it just happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like ferrets. They're lying if they say they've never been bitten. So. <laughs> <laughs> never, ever been bitten. I mean, there are some that hardly ever bite, but. <laughs> um, have you had other pets in your life? I actually grew up with dogs, mm-hmm. believe it or not. I, uh, I grew up with labs, Labradors. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you compare the level of care between birds and dogs then? Um, I kind of compare it the same way because I had a black lab named Tia and Tia would, uh, if her bowl was empty, my dad had a rule. If her bowl is empty and she brings it to you, you fill it up. Well, mm-hmm. I was the one that she would bring it to cause I would consistently get up right away and fill it for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I, I understand, you know, when they want to be fed, I understand what they want to be fed. I understand that, you know, when they want to go get exercise or that when they want to do something, they tell you, if you listen to your animals, they'll tell you mm-hmm. exactly what you want to hear and what you need to hear. Um, one just is furry and four legged and and can run for days on end. And the others sometimes just want to sit in a high place and look at you, you know, so Mm -hmm. they're not that different, just different animals. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, that's just a question that people ask me <laughs> to ask people about burns. So that's good. Um, I gotcha. So they're completely free flying all through your house. There's no off limits. Nothing is off limits. limits. Okay. Nothing is off limits. I do, uh, when I do cook though, I know that is a big thing for people is when you cook with your stove, you want to make sure they stay away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually get off at about seven o'clock at night. And as you can see, it's six o'clock and it's pitch black outside here. So by the time I cook dinner, they're already asleep off in, off in their own little room. Oh, so, okay. you know, yeah. Uh, like Teflon is really bad for the birds and I have, right. uh, you know, I have some Teflon, uh, things, so I don't use them that often. You know, I use them very rarely. Uh, Teflon is actually very poisonous to birds. Like if you overheat the Teflon pad, some of the fumes can actually kill your, your parrots. So the, the, the key thing is when you cook, make sure they're somewhere else. That's pretty much what you want to do when you got birds. Mm -hmm. How far away would they have to be to make it safe? It depends on how good your, your air circulation is, depends on how hot your pan is. Uh, but I basically keep them in another room, uh, you know, basically behind a closed door. Mm. So, yeah. Do you have to be careful with like cleaning products and that as well? Or, like your choice in cleaning products and pesticides and things like that with birds? Yeah. Uh, with cleaning products, basically, you want to keep it unscented and as organic as natural. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I use, uh, I, I, what is it? Uh, I, it's a, it's dawn uh like mm-hmm. to clean my things it's a non uh, i forget what it's called but it's like it's just their non-scented the bare basics or something like that mm-hmm. there's very very i think there's like six ingredients in it to clean um yeah. to be honest with you a lot of times i just use soap and water to clean yeah. a lot of things if i need to and uh i'm very johnny on the spot after cleaning up after them so you know they fly mm-hmm. on my tv i see something I'm like all right i get a little you know get a little dish rag or something like that i clean it up when they they run out there uh, that's the biggest thing with birds is that as soon as you see them do their thing that birds do, which is poop everywhere, just clean it up real quick, real fast. And it's going to make your life a lot easier. Mm. Um, I have spoken to people who have uh, apparently toilet change birds. Do yours attempt that at all? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they do like when they're sitting on me, they, they kind of like don't want to poop on me. Um, mm-hmm. But like when I'm having a big gaming session where, you know, it's like we're hanging out for like two or three hours playing Red Dead together. Uh, sometimes they just do it. And I'm I don't care. <laughs> I yeah. honestly don't care. That's what laundry is for. And mm-hmm. what are you going to you know, what am I going to do? Get up every 10, 15 minutes to, to take them back to the cage. I get it. It's kind of whatever. I invested in the seam cleaner and, and a very good vacuum for a reason. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, do yours have any tricks that you've trained them to do or that they do by themselves just naturally that you've encouraged? Uh, yeah. Blue, uh, blue says, give me kiss, uh, come here, step up. He learned shut the F up the other day. I didn't know when he, um, yeah, he he learned that the other day. So he says it. Yeah. I said it twice now. He said it (laughs) twice now. Um, it was kind of funny. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Uh, for a little while, it was the only thing that got him to quiet down. And uh, I, I know I shouldn't have been screaming at him, but like, it's just kind of funny that I was talking and I said something to Blue. And then all of a sudden I heard it and I was recording what we were talking. And I was like, what did you say? So I went back, played it, enhanced the audio. I was like, you little, you little devil, Blue, you little devil. <laughs> but yeah, um, one of the tricks that Blue's learned is give me kiss. But the problem with give me kiss is you got to figure out, does he really want to give you a kiss or does he want to nibble on your nose? 
Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Helios, he does the give me kiss as well, too. Uh, you really got to coax him to make the noise a little bit more so than normal. Um, but like I've tried to teach them things, but just blue's not treat motivated. You know, that's what mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, you know, clicker train them or, or, or get with the treats. And it's like, yeah, but blue doesn't care about anything. <laughs> like, yeah. mm-hmm. he's, he's legitimately a gargoyle. So I just, you know, I let him learn from whatever happens. Mm hmm. Yeah, same with my ferrets. I can't get them to do any sort of treats. Some people have them like rolling <laughs> over and stuff. I'm like, mine don't want treats. They just want their dinner. Like that's. <laughs> yeah, when, when there's no motivation behind anything, it's really hard yeah. to get them to be motivated to do something. Totally. Um, so have you got anything that you have to consider that other pet owners probably don't have to consider? One of the nice things is that when I move places, and they're like, do you have any pets? I usually say mm-hmm. birds and like we're supposed to have a $50 deposit, you know, or an extra $50 a month rent per mm-hmm. animal, like per dog or cat in the house and the apartment that I live in. And it's really cool because like the owner, when I first moved in, they're like, oh, birds or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, no pet fee. And she's like, no, they're birds. I was like, OK, <laughs> you yes. know, so, so that, that's kind of like the nice. best two things and like, yeah, poop everywhere. Um, OK, yep. Well, I, I, I have a system, you know, those, uh, painting, you know, when painters put down stuff over your, over your, like, Mm -hmm. I basically invested heavily in those. And so I put that down and that's where they go. And then I can just wash those and they're super cheap and easy. So once Mm -hmm. they start breaking down, um, but yeah, like a lot of towels, I've, I've, I've learned that I have to invest heavily in towel towels. Mm -hmm. And then just, you know, when somebody's over, I have to be very mindful of their body language before rainbow missile attacks somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that that's really about it. And then I just got to be like really careful, like with some of the foods that I eat. A lot of the time, if it's something new, I have to Google, can my birds have this? You know, and then, mm-hmm. you know, depending upon what the forms say, it's like, all right, because blue is actually ran up and stolen a noodle right out of off of my fork <laughs> as I was eating it. So I got to be I got to be careful. I got to be a little careful. Yeah. Just in case he shares with you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Have you got any bird myths or misinformation that you'd like to bust? Uh, they're not mean. They're not evil. You know, um, they just don't know who you are. They're yeah. very uh, nervous. One of the one of the things that I had to teach my mom is that a bird's beak is its third hand. They just have the their their clawsies, their their toesies, and like if you uh, go to get Helios to step up, he'll put his beak on your finger mm. and then he'll. And then he'll uh, grab you with the claw. He might actually grab a hold of your finger with his beak. He's not going to bite you. But if you jerk away or you get nervous, he loses his footing, which means he's mm-hmm. going to grab under your finger for stabilization harder. And that might. So it's a it's a whole thing. Just yeah. their beak is an extension of their of their feetsies or it's a hand. And some of them are, you know, uh, the, the, the phrase some people just suck is is true. You know, some birds mm-hmm. are just mean and evil, but the vast majority of them aren't. They're just lovable creatures and yeah, they're going to bite you. It's just because they're just as scared of you as you are of them. Mm. So. Yeah. Um, Any mistakes that people make with birds that you've noticed that people should avoid? Have you thought of any? Uh, You know, it's just, it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's just like with any, any Christmas present or any, any, anything else that's really out there. These are a long-term, like legitimately long-term. Like if you get a macaw 
you know, a baby macaw when you're 50, oh make sure your family is ready to adopt it when, when you're, when you're long gone. Macaws live to be a hundred years old, if not more. Mm-hmm. These are lifelong pets and they are like small children. It, mm-hmm. it can definitely affect them. I mean, blue, I, I know you were talking about breakups and, and like when, mm-hmm. uh, when I, when I left one of the girlfriends that I had, it affected blue because, you know, Mm -hmm. she no longer came over, you know, there was no longer that other person there that would interact with him at, at certain times. And yeah, it was a little sad panda, but like these, these animals can tell, like there's a, there's a moment when I was having kind of a, a sad day and Harley was crying with me, you know, he was, he was, he called out to me to let him, let me know that he was there. And then we basically cuddled for like an hour or two. And, you know, these birds are highly intelligent. You know, they, mm-hmm. they are very smart creatures. I mean, just Google ravens, you know, and watch oh, how ravens, ravens interact with, yeah, watch how they interact with puzzles. They're mm-hmm. the same thing as these exotic birds. They're just different colors and different sizes. Mm-hmm. So. I'd love a raven. <laughs> to make things with them. <laughs> or a magpie, that would also be good. Um, oh, what was I going to ask? Now it's gone. Um, Sorry about that. No, no, it's good. I It will come back to me. Um, I'll just move on to the next question and then hopefully my spontaneous one will come back. So sure. um, how much do they cost to keep? Oh, that's a, that's a hard question. Mm. Um uh, cause like on a, on a, on a good month, maybe a hundred bucks, yeah. maybe on a good month, depending upon how destructive they are. I, I can't figure out their toys that they like, you know, <laughs> like it's, you know, people are like, have toys, have a bunch of toys. I just spent 60 bucks on toys and new perches and stuff like that. And they don't care at all about any mm-hmm. of it. They, they just, they have their favorite place. Like my dad built a little, a uh, little tower for them to sit on. Right. Mm-hmm. And he also helped me build their, their hidey hole box. But I, I, I kid you not, this tower is their favorite place to hang out on. And it was five bucks that me and my dad got. And, you know, out of spare parts that he had in his wood shop, I've bought him new toys that they can destroy, chew rope, you know, rubber things, just all these crazy toys that they can have. They haven't touched it for the last yeah. three weeks. <laughs> so. Ignored. Yeah, yep. ignored. So it's mm-hmm. it's really weird. Um, but like just like with food and, and the normal care, I'd say, you know, you're looking at about 50, 50 to $100 a month, depending upon what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And uh, the size of your bird, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and how much do they cost to get? That's a hard question, because mm-hmm. you can maybe... You can adopt them for cheap from somebody, you know, like if they, if, if they, if they need to get gone, you know, maybe a hundred or two bucks, uh, like Helios was $650 to adopt from yeah. the, uh, avian center and he's considered a small bird. Mm-hmm. So just kind of saying they, they can be very, very pricey. Yeah. Well, that's probably a good thing to stop random purchases of birds that they're not prepared for. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually just. I actually just recently went to a pet co around my area and I've, it was, it was a cool, there were two very interesting green uh, parrots that they had in there. I forget what, what species they were, but like they were 450 bucks each. And mm. I was like, mm, you know, so like as much as I'd like to get you out of pet co, that's a little steep for me. So. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I think I had a question about the walking, taking them for a walk. Um, yeah. So they're just on your shoulder and then you're walking around and they go off a little fly. Is that right? And then. Uh, th- that's it. Or... <laughs> uh, those are birds that are free flighted. Uh, birds that yeah. are free flighted are very highly trained. Helios is not. 
He okay. just he um, it's it's kind of interesting because he gets a little afraid of the outside world. You mm-hmm. know, uh, you ever watch the the, t- the cartoon series Curse the Cowardly Dog? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you when you look at Courage the Cowardly Dog, the cabin seems so far enough in the distance out, out in the middle of nowhere because that's all that's his world. That's all he knows. You know, mm-hmm. th- this place is all Helios knows. So as soon as I take him out that front door, he's in a world he doesn't understand. He doesn't know and he's not familiar with. So he just kind of hangs right here on the collar and mm-hmm. just holds on tight for dear life. And he mm-hmm. just kind of hangs out and takes in the life around him. Um Again, he's not a strong flyer, so he doesn't, you know, free flight around. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't really trust Blue because he is very skittish. He doesn't even like going near the front door. He is that mm-hmm. afraid of the outside world. But no, Helios, I just he sits on my shoulder and he gets to hang out with the people. And if he sees somebody he likes, he, he kind of gets low and he kind of, <laughs> you know, shudders his wings a little bit and squawks at him. And then usually that gets their attention. And then we talk for a quick minute and he's happy. So. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, I was also going to ask, what is the most expensive thing they've destroyed? The most expensive thing. <laughs> uh, Blue is currently at the moment trying. Well, he's tried to. He tried to take a chunk out of my monitor here, oh. and this is a this is a gaming monitor that I gifted myself uh, for a tax return, and mm-hmm. um, th- this thing was about three hundred and fifty dollars. And he continuously, actively tries to destroy it, so I have to continue to persuade him not to. <laughs> So, How do you persuade them not to? Uh, I basically, uh, I, 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 I flick at his tail. He doesn't okay. like it when I touch his tail. So I, 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 he starts to eat the monitor. I start to grab his, you know, like flick at his tail. Or I just put him on my shoulder and then I give him one of my little tassels that mm. I usually wear when a hoodie. And then he starts to destroy this. So Yeah. Yeah. Give him another option. Give him another <laughs> option. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And what's their favorite food? You said blackberries or is that just a... No, it is blackberries. It um, is blackberries. Yeah, I tried to. Uh, I actually got an idea from a, a lady I talked to about how to try to introduce other things, but you know, I throw down apples, and the apples go, you know, very they go uh, brown faster than anything else. You know, I put four or five blackberries down, and they're gone within two days. So mm-hmm. that's what they like to eat. If I put down blueberries, blueberries end up all over my room. Uh, strawberries, they don't touch strawberries. Pears are hit or miss, but their their favorite go to thing are blackberries. So I was like, all right, fine, that's all you guys are getting. I'm not spending, you know, seven seven to ten dollars on all this other stuff if you barely yeah. touch it. When I know I get you the five five dollar blackberries and they're used. So okay. Yeah, might as well do that. Uh, so what do they eat normally? Like their main diet. Uh, their main diet is actually a mix of two foods. Uh, there's okay. a Canadian brand that's got a lot of great things in it. And then Zupreme. Uh, Zupreme is actually, uh, I think it's actually a bunch of different flavors or, or what have you. Uh, uh, or I may just be misled because it's different colors. But I mix the two together to give them a very wide variety of things. I don't really give them too much seed. Uh, I give them some nutriberries, which are basically little uh, seed balls. Every once in a while, the treats. Uh, I grab millet every so often, let them let them munch on the millet uh, too. But it's just a mix of two different kinds of mix. Ba- it, um, it's basically like trail mix for birds. The two okay. the two different things that I give them. Uh, it's just the wider the variety of the diet with the less seed, the absolute better for them. Because seed is basically like eating at a Chinese buffet all day every day. It gets them mm-hmm. wild. It gets them crazy, and they just become real real mean. <laughs> unseen so <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> um so what is the least fun thing about having um your birds 
the least fun thing is uh, they're a big it, it's a big thing with women when I try to, you know, when I try to date women, um, they a lot of women are a lot of people. I should just say a lot of people in general are afraid of, of birds. And yeah. I mean, rightfully so with Helios. But that's <laughs> that's the biggest problem is that, you know, it's like you got to let him warm up to you. This is not a dog. This is not a cat. They aren't going to insta love you. I mean, if I found somebody that would be able to do that, that'd be fantastic. You know, by all means, you know, just somebody to instantly tame the wild beast that is Helios. But that's the one thing that is just the worst is that it's like, dude, Helios, you, you gotta just let me have someone come over, dude. Just chill. Just chill. <laughs> so oh. That's 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 the worst. And you couldn't just put him in a different room while people come over, could you? Because then he'll get upset. Do you know how loud Sun Conyers can be? Uh, yeah, I guess the screeching would be upsetting. Hundred, you, you you hear a hundred one loud. You hear a bird scream at about ninety decibels behind a closed door, yeah. and I'm like, no, no, no. He's about as big as your cell phone. You're gonna be okay. But something the size of your cell phone makes that big of a noise behind a closed door. That might scare me a little bit more yeah. so than anything. So he screeches because he doesn't like being shot away, which is well, he he can hear me interacting, and yeah. he doesn't like. He just he wants to be a part of it. You know, yep. he wants totally. to be a part of it. Yeah. Darn it. Wait, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's really tricky. Um, yeah. So what is the most fun thing then? I like how w- when people do interact with them, how amazed they are. And mm-hmm. Blue is just the sweetest little thing. He will step up for anybody like uh, I, I took him to Thanksgiving one year with my family and like everybody was getting him to step up. He was giving him little nibbles. He was being just a sweet, adorable little boy. People were fascinated by Helios's colors. You know, I got to I got to I, Helios trust me enough to pull out his wings and I can show people all the feathers and just people's fascination with him and intrigue and how much it brings people in. And mm-hmm. it's nice. It's really nice when they are sweet and adorable. They're <laughs> fantastic when they're sweet and adorable. They're just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I've got a friend with a cockatiel, and so I'm, I'm laughing because it's like, yeah, when they're sweet and adorable, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. When when, when oh. they want to put on their best face, it's I nice. try so hard to be that bird's friend, <laughs> but he's just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really fight you really hard now. I was like, okay. <laughs> I uh, when I first was introduced to cricket he he tr- he made me bleed my first yeah. introduction with cricket within five minutes i was bleeding um i spent three months getting cricket used to me i spent three months giving him scratches yeah. uh you know with a piece of paper through the cage i spent okay. three months getting you know opening the cage letting him step up on my hand and like he would actively try to gnaw my thumb off because he mm-hmm. wanted to you know he wanted to just absolutely destroy me for being in his environment it yeah. took me three months of hard work constantly living with him all day every day before he finally one day sat on my shoulder went to sleep and we were best friends ever since yeah i've sort of given up being a casual friend of this bit it's <laughs> <laughs> like you love your family and i'll just i'll just leave you alone <laughs> um yeah so i was going to ask as well uh, what kind of person should or shouldn't get a, a parrot i have some thoughts now so um I'll see okay. if you agree with me. So what do you, oh, sure. Um, I was thinking you shouldn't get one if you aren't patient and shouldn't get one if you need everything to be neat and tidy all the time. 
<laughs> and if you like your fingers and nose intact, like you probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't. it. If you're not a patient individual, it, a bird is not for you. Birds yeah. need patience. If you are a clean freak, a bird is not going to be for you at all, no. unless you're okay with it. And uh, you know, like you have to be prepared for a lifetime. You know, mm-hmm. like not just your lifetime, but their lifetime. You know, if you get a, a, a bird young at six months, you're depending upon what kind of bird you have. You might have that that bird for the next 10 to 10 to 40 years. Mm-hmm. You know, so it is, you know, it's not a dog where you can just give them back. This is a legitimate commitment. You have yeah. to be committed to it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people do your research, do your research, do your research. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you what kind of personalities your birds can have. But your bird can is just have. like a, a real yes. per- Yeah, can have, can have. Mm-hmm. So. You know, that's the biggest yeah. thing. And how about people who should get a bird? If you're interested, go for it. I mean, mm-hmm. um, the biggest thing is maybe visit an aviary a couple of different times. Or if you have a friend that has a bird, you know, maybe ask to babysit for a week or two. See if this is something you can do because you don't want to just drop, you know, a thousand dollars on a cage, on toys, on the, the bird, the birds, uh, everything to all of a sudden go, yep, this is not for me three months later, mm. you know, so uh even if even if you are somebody who absolutely knows 100% that you want to pair it, I would still heavily, heavily suggest working with an aviary, uh, working with a rescue, or at least working with somebody who has a bird to maybe see if this is something you can do for a long term. It's not like a dog or a cat where it's just, you know, normal and easy. So, mm. Yeah, I don't think people should really be treating dogs and cats as normal and easy either because, <laughs> like... Everyone just assumes that they, that they know how to care for a dog. They don't bother researching. It's like things have changed since like yeah. the last 50 years. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I say it's dogs are easy. I say dogs are easy because when I was, when I was adopted by my parents, I had a, uh, I had a black lab mix by the name of Jasper who mm-hmm. basically slept underneath my crib. And so from, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as I was adopted at two weeks old and home, to the time I was 16, I had Labradors and, you know, mm-hmm. I had puppies and I had everything. So to me, it was fairly easy because I learned from my dad, you know, who, who had raised dogs all his life as well, too. Mm. But that that's I, I guess that's a cheat code, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, having a discussion with people earlier today about are pets ever easy? Are any pets easy? And it's like, probably not. But <laughs> probably just <laughs> saying, oh, yeah, that's an easy pet. It's like, really? I don't think it is. But yeah. I, yeah. I mean, to me, the boys are easy, but that's mm-hmm. because we have that routine. We have, we know each other's language. The, mm-hmm. the first year I was, I was learning all day, every day. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They sound really cool though. <laughs> you definitely have to send me photos <laughs> because a little video of them, that'd be fantastic. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I like to ask this question of everyone I interview and I often don't get an answer, but um, is yeah. there any media that has your species of bird or another parrot in it? The media? Recommend? Yeah, media as in like, oh. um, um, I don't know, TV shows, movies, anything that has a bird in it that you could recommend. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, oh God. Benedict Cumberbatch did an, uh, a voiceover for I think it was Planet Earth or something like that, where okay. they talked about pe- about penguins and he mispronounces penguin all oh, the time. So and it it is adorable to watch. Uh, you know, the Planet Earth, they are they're great. The movie Rio is about the is about the blue macaws that are actually now extinct, I believe. Yeah. Or they, you oh, know, that sucks. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's kind of half the reason why they made the movie. I mean, there was a really cheesy one that I remember with Polly Shore when he was big back in the day called Polly, and it was about a, a, a parrot. Um, but I mean, they they show up randomly in media in, you know, there's there's a lot of adorable little small parts that they have. But um, if if you really want to learn about the bir- like a bird in its species or maybe mm-hmm. just anything like that, the Planet Earth series uh, and, you know, like I said, the one where Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> did the voiceover. I think there was a series on Netflix like Our Small Planet or something like that, mm-hmm. where they did a, a tropical island kind of one. And they talk about some of the birds out there. And it's just uh, just anything the BBC does is just amazing. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. BBC is excellent. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, did you have anything you'd like to? Um, sorry, I'll ask one more question before that. Oh, anything else yeah. you'd like to add today about um, the birds? I, I mean, birds are an excellent. Uh, they're 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 an excellent little little duo. I, I love them to death. Mm-hmm. They're they're the background of my my screen. You know, I I I, mm-hmm. I post them all over. I love them to death. You know, they are very much a part of my personality just because of who they are and how we interact and. I'll tell you what, they are the greatest alarm clock in the world. Mm. <laughs> they are the absolute greatest alarm clock in the world. Dawn, um, is it? Or when they're hungry? Is it dawn that they wake you up or is it when they're hungry? Uh, it's kind of whenever they feel like, to be oh, honest okay. with you. Uh, like last night, I was talking to a friend until like four o'clock in the morning. And uh, Helios finally said at 1030 this morning, he was like, hey, you slept in long enough, dad. Let's, t- let's wake up. And then some days he'll hear my alarm go off and he's like, Hey, your alarm's going off. And so he chirps along with it and he gets me to wake up at, you know, seven in the morning. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it depends on, on, on what they feel. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like there are some days where I've literally woken up at like 11 o'clock in the afternoon after a really long night and they were just dead silent. They were just happy as can be. They were just doing their own thing. They were just <laughs> quiet. And it's scary when I wake up like that, when they're really quiet. What are but, they doing? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are they doing? What are they into? And a lot of times <laughs> I'll just come out and they're, uh, they're just napping in the sun, you know? So it's, it's adorable, but yeah, I mean, just do your research on any pet that you get, whether it be a yeah. ferret, whether it be chinchillas, whether it be, you know, squirrels, just do your research. So. Squirrels. I should talk to someone who's got squirrels. <laughs> that would be so cute. <laughs> um, so, do you have anything you'd like to promote today? Uh, if if you if you guys know the comedian Bill Burr, um, I, I I I always kind of uh, do I do my own little podcast called Feathers and Friends. Mm-hmm. I, I think you listened to a little bit of it. Um, and uh, I, I'm a, it's it's a lot like Bill Burr and his comedy. So if you, if you know the comedian Bill Burr and you like him, that might be the the show for you. But if it if he's not, uh, d- just give it a pass. I, I've it, never it's heard no of big him. deal. What's, what's his thing? <laughs> uh, he's just an angry bald uh, bald ginger. <laughs> he he was a ginger, but he, he's bald now, and he's <laughs> he's just that grumpy old man that you love to listen to rant and rave. So so you're doing some ranting and raving on your podcast, eh? I used to, but now I have a couple of friends on. I mean, I'm a veteran of the mili- of the U.S. military, so okay. I've met a couple of people that uh, that were fellow veterans with me, and we, we kind of chat a little bit. Um, I just basically find fun things on the internet that I like to talk about and mm-hmm. find people that I like to talk about. Like I interviewed a girl who's writing a comic book, and her comic back book actually just went in stores. Ooh, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a local store. There's uh, there's some models that I interviewed. There was uh, 
a gentleman uh, who worked at a museum, like the Museum of History in, in uh, England when he was over there. Like, so I, I talked to a lot of different people around the world. I just kind of find them on Reddit. And I'm like, you're interesting. Let's talk. So, yeah. so you know, there's a lot of fun things out there. And it, that's why I renamed it to Feathers and Friends, mm. uh, just because it's it was no longer Parrot Gaming Productions. I, didn't, I used to talk about video games heavily. But mm-hmm. now I'm just like, let's find somebody and talk to and men's feathers and friends. So Yeah. And do the feathers make an appearance on the screen? Every <laughs> so often, if if I can get somebody to do an interview in the middle of the day on the weekend, usually they'll 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 make an appearance uh the vast majority of the time it's at night when they're asleep. And uh so, you know, I, I try to get them on as, as often as possible. Uh like one I just recorded with a buddy of mine, uh my neighbor was getting evicted. And Helios kept telling me that there was danger and dangers outside. And he kept screaming in the background and there's not much that I can really do because he thinks it's dangerous. So he has to tell me it's dangerous and it's just him screaming at my neighbors while they move out. (laughs) So (laughs) Nice little background track there. Yeah. Nice little background track. Cool. So hopefully some people will head your way and have a listen and I will do the same. I haven't actually listened to it yet. But, um, oh, okay. I yeah. have a look at um, some of the titles and things. And I was like, yeah, some of this could be good for me. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yep. It's, it, I, I know for a fact it's not for everybody. I know it's not. I mean, so if you want to, if you want to dip your toe in the water and see if it's nice, that's cool. If you don't, <laughs> no big deal. It's, it's a side project that I just do for fun. I just, yeah. Otherwise, it'd be video gaming way more often or, or trying to find dates. So it's you got to break up the monotony. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So hopefully we someone listening to this is also interested in dating you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I am very open to the suge- any suggestions, though. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. And um, I'll see you around Reddit. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, too. Thank you. Thanks so much again for joining me to talk about your birds and thank you for listening. I would just like to remind you that I have a Facebook group so if you go and look up Stolen Our Hearts you'll find our group to talk about any and all pets that aren't dogs and cats. Um, I'm also starting a membership program very soon where you get bonus things, bonus episodes and you also can get some online ferret coaching basically to help new ferret owners become more confident. If you'd like to find out more about this membership program, please come on over to the Facebook group and it will all be explained. Okay, I'll talk to you next week.